Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information about Sex with Emily, go to sexwithemily.com. You can get all your Sex with Emily information, all your sex information. We've got sex news. We've got polls. We've got information, everything you need to improve your sex life and your relationships. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Happy Monday. Happy rainy Monday here in San Francisco. Hey, Menace. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing? I had to brave the rain. I know. It, it was starting to come down. Poor thing. It. You do a long walk to come here every day. I know. It takes Among forever. Among everything else you do, yeah. you have to walk here, which is awesome. Yeah. That you do it. I hate it. I know. I'm really excited for today's show. We have a surprise guest that we weren't sure he's mm-hmm. going to be able to make it. I'm so happy he's on the show. Dr. Ali Benazir. Mm-hmm. He's here, and he wrote a book called The Tao of Dating, Smart Woman's Guide to Being Absolutely Irresistible. He's also written a book for men. Are you cool. laughing? I'm, and I'm then, just laughing because you, all you got to do is be a woman, right? And you can get laid. Sweet. Okay. He's going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> okay. And then I've got my book, Hot Sex. Yeah. Over 200 things you can try tonight uh, coming out tomorrow. You can oh. pre-order it on Amazon today or buy it mm-hmm. on Amazon tomorrow, buy in bookstores, all that stuff. Yeah, but got to search it. It's a different it's kind of search, It's Hot Sex. And then search my name, Emily Morse, in Amazon. Okay. And it'll come up because there's like hot an sex. old hot sex book from years ago. But hot sex, Emily, it comes up in Amazon. So hot sex, Emily Morris. Yes. Then you'll get the book. Then you Not get the book. Not any other kind of website or anything nope. like that. No, okay. Emily Morse, M-O-R-S-E. <laughs> That's how you get it. Amazon or bookstores, Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. It's going to be everywhere starting tomorrow. So I'm very excited about all that. Yay. And yesterday was a really big day for me. What happened? Well, on the front you page. Yeah, right. Please, <laughs> dude. Um, on Sunday... Yesterday, my hometown paper, the Detroit Free Press, wrote a massive story about my sex talk show and about everything happening for me in the future. And it was um, it was the front. Okay, so my mom, everyone I never met in Michigan, mm-hmm. called me because it was like this the life section, and it was the picture was the size of the entire page, and then you flip open into it. And there was a story. It was like sex talk, smart talk about sex. Farmington Hills mm-hmm. native from Michigan writes. So it was a really big article. So everyone I've ever met and ever known or everyone I've ever slept with yeah. in Michigan, you know, I heard from Calling you up and texting Calling me. You it was awesome. It was really cool. My hometown paper. Yay. That's cool. It was really fun. Yeah. My mom liked it. She was quoted. My brother was quoted. Oh, Friends no. were quoted. You got to read it. You got to no check it No one was out. embarrassed. Everyone no, was... I actually liked it. Like usually I don't like even reading press about me and I don't love stories, mm-hmm. but I thought she did a great job with it. Yeah. Yeah. They so check that out. It's on my right? website. Sex with my um. Sex with Emily site, and also if you're you like me on Facebook, Sex with Emily, you can see it there. They got everything right. They got there. everything right. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they talked about Kaggle Camp, my iPhone uh-huh. app. They have everything. It was great. That's cool because I hate sometimes I I get articles on me and there's like some parts of my. I know. That's I didn't. Not... I was not cringing even. <laughs> I mean, there was some part where they're like, Emily's really open to talking about her sex life. Like on one show, she talked about the last time a man surprised her sexually, and the last time she performed Felatio? a oral sex act in a car. And I was oh. like, ooh, that's a bit much. Did I wow. reveal? I must have revealed that a few weeks ago. And then your mom was reading it. I was like, oh, I raised a classy lady. Yeah, my mom's <laughs> like, my daughter's all about class. I love my daughter. So um, that was really fun. And then I hung out with friends all weekend and went to Burning Man decompression party last night, which is like the Burning Man big festival in the desert. And then they have this decompression party. Oh, God. 
How Dodd hippie Patch. was it? It was. It was it's not hippie. It's like crazy weird. Everyone's in How their costume. How wacky San Francisco. It was, was it? so wacky San Francisco that I wanted to transport everybody that is not in San Francisco just for a minute and like drop them in this scene. They would have heart attacks. Heart attacks. It's crazy. Everyone's dressed up. Everyone's wild. There's little mini bars set up. I mean, there's thousands mm-hmm. of people there. Ten, fifteen thousand people probably walking around. Crazy. So that was really fun. And uh, yeah, how was your weekend? The weekend was good. I uh, I did a lot of cooking. You know me. I like I like I to cook. Like to cook. And yesterday I hung out with Incubus all day. Who you don't have no idea. I know who Incubus is. I mean, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup, but I know who they are. Yeah. So I hung out with them and shot a bunch of photos, and they're all up on my website, whitemenace.com. Cool. So that's pretty much what I did. It's just it's just insane. Just like it's just me going to concerts. Right. All, October. All October. So yeah. I'm not really gonna have too much interesting things to say. No um, sex in between. Um yeah. I had sex. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. When? I think that was Saturday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember it? Uh yeah, I remember some of it. Okay. Yeah, you know. New girl? No, no, no one knew. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing any. You just kind of keep recycling all these yeah, women from the I, past. I'm not really doing any new prospects. Okay, it's too got much it. Work. It's easier just to bring in the exes and keep sleeping with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I went through that phase. It's convenient. Totally. That's good. I'm glad. Like, it works why for you. like try to court somebody new? No, you got them. You're just calm up at eleven o'clock at night and they're there. Yeah, I like it. It's easy. It's easy. Whatever works. It's for cheaper you, honey. too. <laughs> it is cheaper. They don't even need dates. Just a yeah. booty call. I like what you got going down, cool. going What's, on. I like what you're throwing down. What else down. is going on with you? Anything? Um, yeah, I'm going to LA tomorrow. I've got three book parties in LA, two book parties in LA. So if you're, don't look at me like that. No. If you're in LA Wednesday and Thursday, if you go to my Sex with Emily page on Facebook, you can see I've got all my LA invitations. Wednesday night mm-hmm. is at the Pleasure Chest. I'm teaching a workshop, 40 Things You Can Try Tonight. <laughs> and Thursday night, uh, it's at Friday and Eddie's, which is a new sex store, sex toy store. It's so, supposed to be awesome. I think it's in Venice Beach. Yeah. Yeah, another one's in West Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I love the, the pleasure chest. Pleasure chest is that awesome. That is a pretty um, well-renowned, yeah, world-renowned, world-renowned, <laughs> well-renowned, well-renowned. It's on, um, yeah, it's on uh, like Something. reality TV shows. Exactly, all the it's time. always on reality TV shows. So yeah, um, I saw it on Rockstar Wives, and the last time I saw it was on the Kardashians. Yeah, and actually, actually, after I went to the, this is how bad I am with the Kardashians. After the uh, concert last night, which I got home at like eleven thirty. I started watching some of the Kardashian wedding stuff. Oh, I saw that. I deviated. It's, it's four hours long. Oh, Jesus. That I sounds like, like a nightmare. I watched about 45 minutes. Okay. Well, I started watching TV. So as everyone knows, like I haven't had TV in forever, ever. But I got TV and I got cable because I'm going to be doing some television work and I need to start seeing what's happening in TV. And I watched The Real Housewives of New Jersey for four hours on Saturday night. Are you serious? Yeah. I love them. I got the New Jersey ones? Yeah. They're psycho. They all look the same. I can't tell them apart. They oh, all want to no. kill each other. They're, they bring bodyguards. You're they're, afraid they're going to shoot each other oh, in the head. No. They're amazing. You really like them the best? Okay, so yeah, I'm just like getting them. into it. Just television. Like I, I, I made yeah. my friend come over, Charlotte, and I was like, let's watch TV together because I was kind of scared what I was Them and the Atlanta Housewives are like some of the most interesting. Oh, okay, good to yeah. know. Good to know. I'm doing my DVR since you never yeah. helped me. I'm setting it all up. Yeah. <laughs> you're never home. You're at some wine tasting events or something like that. Oh, God, not true. No wine tasting events. Not this weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, not this weekend. Good. Okay, so also you can call us anytime at 415-992-7392 if you have any questions. But the best thing to do with 415-992-7392 is we get tons of emails from listeners, as you know. Yeah. People write me at feedback at sexwithemily.com or you just go to my website, Sex with Emily, and there's a Q&A section. You can write me a question. But anyway, you can also call anytime at 415-992-7392 and leave us a message with your question or your comments or your ideas for the show. And we might just play them during the show. So do that. 
Yeah, I uh, I've yet to see you guys burn a CD. Well, we correct. burned the CD wrong. <laughs> Whatever. But I will help you out with that. And I Thanks, would love to Dennis. hear voicemails. I asked you for the best way to send it, give it to you, but you didn't answer me. No, you sent it to me in some weird file format. You sent it to me in an iTunes format. Yeah, what the f- whatever. What the freak is up with what that, the freak? man? What it's the called freak? A, it's called an MP3. I don't know. Worry, I don't know you. what happened. Honey, it's I'll, busy. I'll, I'll show you how to change your settings and all that. Perfect. I'll be, I'll be the over. man in this situation. I would love that. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, well, um, mm, I'm really excited to talk to our guest. We are also going to first, though, get into a little bit of sex in the news. Okay, what do you got? This is what I got for you. Okay. Bizarre circumcision bans are now officially illegal in California. California Governor Jerry Brown has signed a bill that would prevent local governments from instituting the bans on circumcision that have gained inexplicable political popularity as of as of date. So mm-hmm. as of late. So basically, there have been all these laws in San Francisco. There's all these people behind mm-hmm. this circumcision. They want to ban circumcision, yeah. which, of course, a lot of the religious groups like Muslims, Jews are like completely mm-hmm. against it. But they really thought they had a chance. But apparently they did not because California governor shot it down. Good. We should not be banning circumcision. Finally, it should be a choice. Somebody's standing make. up to all the wackos out there that well, they always eventually have no do. freaking job. The wackos come out. We talk about them and then someone shoots them down. That's the pattern yeah, in California. I like that. I like Love it. Love it, too. Because these a-holes have no job. All the people are working, so they don't have time to go to City Hall and fight the wacko. So thank God. Thank God, um, our governor, Jerry Brown. I don't know how I feel about – there's this other thing. Sorry, it's not really sex-related. It's okay. You he can be just, not sex-related. He uh, opportunity. He just uh, signed off on this bill uh, against uh, shark fin soup. Oh. And a lot of people are upset upset by I'm that. I'm sure a lot of the Chinese, Asian Americans – Yeah, they love shark fin soup. Love shark fin soup. And That's they all go, I ate when I was in China. Because people are trying to say that all they do is cut off the fins it's and true. they don't eat the rest. Right. And and then the the people that are against it are like It's part of their culture. They're like, We eat we eat everything. Exactly. And they go, Now we can eat all the rest of it, but now we can't eat the fins. Like right. they go, It's kinda stupid. So right. I don't know how I feel about it because it's not it's I'm not, not part of your like it's not my part of my culture. Right. It's not something that I consume and eat. But I, I don't know where I would feel if I had to make a judgment on that. Right. Me neither. Yeah. I need more information <laughs> on that. Okay. This is – you'll like this. It's about okay. Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys renew their vows. So you just so watched dumb. their wedding last yeah. night. They're renewing them because it's been five minutes. Mm-hmm. They've only been married for two months, but they've already renewed their vows on an episode of Ellen. Feeling left out, the 53-year-old comedian decided to officiate the couple's vow renewal ceremony on her show last week, Us Magazine reported. We are gathered here today because we are, are the only 300 people who weren't invited to Kim and Chris's wedding, DeGeneres said. And now in this mecca of daytime television, we reaffirm the bonds of marriage between Chris Humphreys and Kiss, Kim Kardashian, all rights reserved e-television productions. So it's been five weeks since your wedding, which is a long time for reality TV yeah. stars. So it's time to renew your vows. Ha ha. Funny. So they, yeah, they probably vows. just did it in a joke. Just for way. fun. No, yeah. like, but how serious. was their wedding when you saw it? Uh, I haven't even seen the oh, wedding part. That's party. tonight. Oh God! This is like two hours leading up to it. Jesus Christ! But um, I'm gonna miss another that thing is uh, Chris Humphreys. I don't know if I like him or I dislike him. I think I like him. Okay, why? I know nothing about him. Because I just uh, the thing is, I, maybe I'm. I just don't understand his comedy. But he's one of those people that are like that's oh, he really note that he's really super sarcastic. But you can't tell that he's being sarcastic. So oh, okay. he seems like he's really serious when he's talking to you, and it seems like he's talking a lot of shit to you right. to your face. Right. But he's actually joking. Oh, but he doesn't do any of those. Like, yeah. Ah. Yeah. No, he's just like. So he's like a dry wit. Yeah, and it's really like causing a lot of problems in the family because all these people are like, "Why they're is like he talking?" They're like, "Why is he talking so much crap to us?" And Khloe Kardashian was one of the sisters that's really known for 
being outspoken and right. talking the same way. They're just like butting heads like crazy. And I'm telling you, this is not just fake reality television. No, it's They're real. Really... They've got lots of drama in their family. Yeah. It, yeah. So I, I'm still on the fence on how I feel about hmm. it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. Good. It's on my list. My TV marathon in October. Good. Scientists have discovered one of the first true aphrodisiacs. Scientists have shown that, at least for fruit flies, the smell of ripe and rotting fruit is the ultimate turn-on. <laughs> so don't throw away those bananas yeah. yet. Just one whiff flips just one whiff flips the switch of courtship initiating brain pathways. And while scientists have known for some time that these pathways could compel male flies to strut their stuff and initiate mating, what they didn't know was that these behaviors could be triggered with a smell. This is one of the first cases of a food aphrodisiac, a specific sensory pathway in the olfactory smelling system that triggers sexual behaviors. The team happened upon the link between sex and olfaction when, when investigating the sense of smell in fruit, fruit flies. So who knows? Maybe people just leave riding fruit around and they'll all get turned on and get jiggy with it. How much tax money did I spend to figure out that fruit flies like the smell private, of fruit? doesn't say which scientists and where they were. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, aphrodisiacs, we're trying to get, you know, it, all the all the stuff about aphrodisiacs is kind of BS, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. I think the guest is, I think our guest is going to agree that natural aphrodisiac for women is um, uh, green paper. Green paper. Money. Money. <laughs> that's what men think. He might, he might doubt that. Okay, that's all the sex and news I feel like okay, reading good. right now. Okay, let's get into some emails. And I do believe, let's pull the camera back. Let's okay, see cool. um, Dr. Allie. All right. Can I call you Dr. Ali? Absolutely. Binazar? Okay, cool. We'll, uh, we'll give Say you your name again. Ali Binazir. 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 Oh, put the you. mic by your mouth. Sure. Like right close there. up. That was, a, that was an inside joke. What'd cool. you say? Sure. Sure. All right. Okay. Hi. Welcome. What's going on? Should we get closer, you think, for the camera? Uh, you are, are we fine good? right there, yeah. Okay, we're good. Okay, so I think that Dr. Ali, he wrote this book, The Tao of mm-hmm. Dating, The Smart Woman's Guide to Being absolutely irresistible and i believe that you could advise some of our email listeners uh who have written some of our listeners who have written us and some of the stuff since you're an expert bring it on ready cool okay and then uh, i was i was uh joking earlier when i said oh you just you know have to be a woman then you're irresistible hopefully in your book you just explain how to keep your man uh, there's a little bit of that too. Yes. Okay, good. That's the that's the part that I I, I want to hear about. I, okay. I happen to agree with you, but it's still <laughs> you know you still have to fill the book with something. So yeah, got it. Cool. Okay. Hey Emily, I love your show. This is my first time writing in. My boyfriend of one year just became a medical resident. I understand he's busy, but lately I've been resentful that he hasn't been reinforcing me in our long distance relationship. Hawaii to the mainland. A month ago, I told him it would be nice to have more support. He said he does not believe it to. Uh, in doing things to be romantic and guys shouldn't set the bar too high for the future instead of making crazy demands i've gone out of my way to show through example how nice it is to have someone go out of their way for you i.e send care packages a text with a few reasons they're important to you it's gotten me nowhere how do i bring this up in a way that seems reasonable from emily honolulu hawaii wow she's in a long-distance relationship she wants him to be romantic he's saying no i won't be romantic wow all right what do you think so she basically trips up two, you know, two bonds in my book. One is the long distance relationship, and one is the man who is not available, namely the medical resident. Okay, so I have actually I wrote this article why you should not go to medical school, and one of the reasons is when you're medical school, you only have time for one thing, and that is medicine. Right. And mm-hmm. a resident, you know, they're 
pulling 80 to 100 hour weeks. They're just not around. But most important, the big principle from the Tao of Dating is fulfillment is not a person. Fulfillment is a set of feelings. And basically those set of feelings are the things that you get when you go have brunch on a Sunday with someone, you know, cuddle in with them, um, I don't know, catch a movie on a Friday night. The point is that a relationship means somebody is around. Right. right? And that's how you get those uh, fulfillment feelings. If somebody is, say, mm, I don't know, 3,000 miles away across the ocean, you don't get those feelings. Right. So anybody mm-hmm. who has a long-distance relationship is fooling himself or herself. So I'm going to repeat that mm-hmm. just so you know. If you have a long-distance relationship, you have no relationship at all, okay? You have a friendship. You have a pen pal. It ain't a relationship. So this is a kind of scarcity consciousness. You're ignoring all the people who are within a 10-block radius, and instead going for somebody who is completely inaccessible, and on top of that, has no time for you. So, yeah, he's unavailable and he's long distance. Yeah, so... He's unavailable in medical school and he's far away. Yeah, and so now you're complaining That's a double whammy. And so you're complaining about what? That he doesn't have time for you and he's far away? Well, guess what? He's far away and doesn't have time for you. So what I would say is get yourself a local boyfriend because you don't have a boyfriend right now. Right. I think that's Mm -hmm. great advice. I think that's great advice because the truth is I I am, I have been a fan of long-distance relationships, but for all the BS reasons because I have commitment issues, at Mm -hmm. least I have historically. Whoa, wow. What? I can say that. Historically. No, in the past, I did a lot of long-distance relationships (laughs) because I prefer them because I'm super busy and I don't want someone around all the time saying, can we get together? Can we get together? I like to to know when I'm going to see them and whatever. But if you're not like me and she obviously wants more from him, they don't always work. And I think you're right. I think that's great points and that is a double whammy that he's in resident and and actually you bring up a great point which is that maybe she's doing this deliberately because she's afraid of real intimacy maybe she is she could be projecting all these i need yeah. this i need that and maybe the fact that she even the person who's to it. nearby that's going to just toss up a whole bunch of other issues that involve actual closeness to another exactly. human being whereas this guy he's far away and he's inaccessible you know care package that's not a relationship on right got it great advice well, i think uh, you know she really asked, needs to ask herself, does she really, really love this guy? This is the guy that she wants to be with. And if she's willing to deal with the situation. Right. And if she's willing to deal with the situation and go through all of it until he's done, until he has more time, then stick to it. But if you don't, then right. just bail. Bail. Okay. Good luck, Emily. Okay. Hi, Emily. I love your show. I'm a 34, 34-year-old woman who is not only a virgin – but I've never been in a relationship. At one point, I became very depressed and came to the conclusion that it wasn't meant for me to be in a relationship. Over the past few years, my self-esteem issues have been resolved, and I feel really good about myself. So I decided to try online dating at blackpeoplemeet.com. I met a guy, but things didn't work out. Although we didn't have sex, we did other things. He didn't know I was a virgin. A few months after that fell through, I registered with Match.com and haven't had any luck. I message guys, but they usually don't respond, and I rarely receive messages. I always pick up something from their profile instead of just sending the typical, hi, great profile message, but it hasn't produced any results. I don't think it's my looks because I'm often told that I'm beautiful and sexy, unfortunately not to the guy, by guys I want to date. I'm super stressed out about the possibility of ending up alone and the fact that I'm so behind when it comes to dating, relationships, and sex. Also, if by some miracle I meet someone and decide he's the one to whom I want to lose my virginity, what if he's totally turned off by the fact that I'm in 30s and I've never had sex? Let's face it. No man in his 30s or older is interested in having sex with a virgin. Please help me. What should I do to press in Delaware? Kira. Can I knock something out of the way real quick? Yeah. Because you know me. I'm the internet guy. Yeah. Um, she shouldn't be worried when she messages guys and then they don't message back, even if it's a dating website, because the guys are kind of worried. 
weary about that because they might be like a spammer or something right. like that. So as guys, we're not used to men sending uh, – I mean as guys, we're not used to women sending us messages. Right. You know, so people might be kind of weirded out by that. Okay. So. Got it. So don't take it personally. Okay. Yeah. Um. And the virgin thing. So there's a lot of going on here. There's like her dating website and then there's her worry, worry about being a virgin. So I would say that it's not as uncommon as you think. There are women in their 30s. There are men in their 40s or people who are virgins. And I think that there are men, if you meet the right person, that would be okay with that. Totally. Yeah, right? Like, no So don't beat yourself up about it. And um, I think that, that you're going to find someone and it's going to be okay. But let's talk about your um, – your dating history, what would you have to say to this? Do you have any comments for this? Um, well, you know, every you? every day is the first day of the rest of your life. So you can either, you know, carry the burden of several hundred pounds of potato sacks of your past and say, oh, no, because of all this, they're going to be worried. Or you can say, hey, you know, let's play. Let's have fun. So it sound, doesn't sound like you're having fun with this whole dating process. It sounds like it's a you know a big source of, like, anxiety and pain. So I would say start having fun with it. Also, I would say if you are this new to the, to the game and you think you're a virgin and that's a big issue, you shouldn't be going online um, because, especially for that first guy, you want to be somebody that is somehow networked in, somebody that mm-hmm. you know through a friend or something like that. You want to meet people in person. Mm-hmm. There's so much information missing online. You don't see each other. I mean, three million years of evolution is designed to be like pretty and sonorous and have nice shiny hair. And you'll walk a certain way and have a certain kind of voice. These are all signs of compatibility that are completely obliterated when you're online. So you just have no idea. So it's And if you are pretty and good looking and, and guys would be, uh, finding you appealing that way, then you're you're going to do a lot better in person. Uh, and also, the boys online, they just might be strange. They don't know you, so it's a big city. Uh, they're going to have take license to behave in a strange way, especially if they find out that you're all naive. So I would say don't go online. Meet people in person if at all possible. Uh, if you're in some you know rural area where there's no people, okay, fine, online. But if you're in a big city. She's in Delaware. Maybe, yeah, we got, I, I've been there. There's people there. There's people there, and you got to make yourself. We've done a lot of shows on this just recently, a few weeks ago, a show about like where are the best places to meet people. And it's not like we're telling you to go out and do something crazy. It's like, you know, take a different route home from work. If you take the same way to work every day, do something a little bit different. Like sign up for a class. There's that class you've always wanted to be take. Like take a class at the, you know, continue education, um, you know, at your gym. Sign up for whatever your interests are. Take a cooking class. I mean, anything that you're interested in, you're likely to find people that are already interested in things that you're doing. But it does mean putting yourself out there. And there's a lot of single groups. Every city has like a million single groups that do things that, you know, you might be like, I don't want to be part of a single group. But you know what? If they're doing things you like, there's wine tasting. There's a lot of different things you could do to meet people face to face. If I may share, I have three criteria. I call them the three C's for the best places to meet yes. uh, other other people. Uh, one is conversation friendliness. So if you go to a bar or a loud club, you can't talk. So that, you know, the information is not being transmitted about who is this guy, do I want to be around him. So conversation friendliness is number one. Number two is continuity. Continuity means that you have time to actually speak to each other. So if you're passing by each other on the sidewalk, that's not continuity. But if you're both sitting in some kind of class or afterwards, you know, you get to talk to each other at a wine tasting, it's like a good stretch of time. The best place is what you just mentioned, classes, like adult education, because it's not just like you sit down in the same place, but you come back week after week after week. So you get to meet each other right. casually. Exactly. You know, There's no pressure. In a non-threatening way, the way nature intended, as opposed to, hi, let's do an evening log job interview that's going to cost us both money. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's called dating. So, And the third one is, um, we said conversation friendliness, continuity. 
And classes. Uh, and, huh? Classes? Was that not no, no. the third? Uh, <laughs> yeah, conversation friendliness, um, continuity, and um, connectivity. So you want some kind of idea that you have uncommon, right? You're there for a reason, right? So if, you, if you're both taking a crocheting class, then, hey, we're here because we both like crocheting. Although, me, a guy who was also into crocheting, I don't know, sounds good. Right, right, right. That's, yeah, a, whole other, well, that's right. a whole other thing. That's yeah, a whole different story. But, uh, but the idea is that, you know, if you're at some kind of conference for, I don't know, uh, Adelie penguins in Antarctica, well, guess what? He's also going to be into that. You already have something way in common. Right. As opposed to supermarket, we're both hungry, or bar, we both want to get wasted. These mm-hmm. are not things that necessarily bring people together. Mm-hmm. Right. So explore your interests. Think of the things that you've been wanting to do to enhance yourself. You said you're in a good place now. What do you want to do? What kind of classes do you want to take? What kind of things do you want to be involved with? I'm sure there's many things in your town, and this is the time to do it. So good luck to you, depressed and Delaware Kira. Hopefully you won't be so depressed so soon. So I know. I want her to change her, uh, her subject line Why? from depressed I know. Delaware. It's sad. We want to yeah, help her. And, we want to help and also her. remember, you have a lot more power than you think, especially as a woman. I mean, yeah. look. All, the guys think the women have all the power. The women think the guys have all the power. They can't both be right. And you and I know, Menace, mm-hmm. the girls have all the power. Yeah, they do. We do have all the power. It I is. love it. I love having all the power. Okay, we have time for one more. Emily Menace, great show with Jamie. That's Jamie Waxman. She's the co-author of my book, Hot Sex. The topic mm-hmm. of kissing got a lot of attention. Maybe this is relevant. Kissing is an indicator of chemistry, and you can't fake chemistry. If the chemistry isn't there, the kissing will just not measure up. If the chemistry is there and the technique is getting in the way, it can be hard to have a conversation about that. Nobody thinks of themselves as a bad kisser. Good kissing is like a good conversation. You have to listen to the other person, pay attention to how they're responding. Don't dominate the conversation. Let yourself be kissed as much as you do the kissing and use a tone that's appropriate. Don't go up in mouth and tongue when it's not appropriate. You can help a one-kiss-fits-all kisser develop a better range of skills by playing a game, little game of tell me with a kiss. Have your partner tell you thank you with a kiss. Did they deliver that message? Have them tell you I missed you or I know you're bummed about something or I really like. Most people already have the I want you naked in my bed message down, so save that for last. Practice and a little tactful pe- feedback can turn kissing into great kissing. Hope that helps. Jeff from Dublin, he's a premium Friends with Benefits member. Thanks for that, Jeff. We did talk a lot about kissing, and he's a Friends Benefits member. As you know, if you are a Friends Benefits member, Sex Family Friends Benefits member, you get your emails read right away, and we answer your questions. And so thanks, Jeff, so much for writing. And I think you're right. Kissing is, does not have to be a deal breaker. There are ways that you can work on kissing and become a better kisser. Yeah. You just got to share with your partner, show them how you like to be kissed, have them show you how you like to be kissed. But these are some great tips here. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I can get a little bit better. But there's some that Sometimes you just – Sometimes you just can't. There's some that you just connect with like right away. It just, I know. You know, it's perfectly in sync when you you make out, and it sucks is because I I've told you the that person I perfectly make out with is not necessarily the person that I have the best sex with, and then it sucks because the person like you kind of had the best sex with they're not a great kisser. I either. know it's a bummer. So you like, where do kiss I them. find you the, with them? You can find the it all. Both of them. Train them. <laughs> you got to train them. You can train yeah. everyone. Okay, let's get into your book. Let's. Okay. Why not? The Tao of Dating. I'm showing this to the camera now if you're watching us. The Smart Woman's Guide to Being Absolutely Irresistible. Not mildly irresistible. Absolutely. Absolutely irresistible. I want to know about this. Sure. Okay, so you are you are from uh, a doctor from Harvard College. You have an MD from UC. Wait, okay, tell me. AB from Harvard College? Right. Uh, bachelor's from Harvard, uh, MD from UC San Diego, and a uh, master's from uh, Cambridge. Oh, so you're smart. There's so many chicks in I, San Diego, right? Uh, dude. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> um, and you've also written another book. Right, which uh, is the Tao of Dating, the Thinking Men's Enlightened Guide to Success with Women. 
Oh, good. So, so he does know about men and women mm-hmm. helping them. Okay. So tell me about this book. Why did you write this book? Well, that really arose out of a need. Uh, I had all these friends. They were my classmates and, you know, these amazing, wonderful, beautiful, sweet, accomplished women. And, uh, you know, a few years after graduation, they're all divorced. Um, you know, they can't find guys. They meet the wrong guys. And, and really what compelled me to finish the book was uh, uh, I have the story in my introduction, the story of Holly and Ariella. So my friend Ariella, you know, she's the sweetest woman you've ever met, beautiful, accomplished, just gotten divorced, was dating this guy for 18 months. And, uh, you know, this guy just wasn't really showing up. She said, like, you know, uh, my daughter fell down the stairs once and, uh, you know, blood everywhere, went to the hospital. I called him and I said, I need you. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm afraid of blood. And here's a guy that she was uh, like. Dump him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And here's a guy that she was supporting, right? She, he's living with her and he's not, like, pulling his own weight. So I'm like, you know, just based on that, he's got to get out of here. Later on, you know, after I told her this, she writes me an email saying, you know, don't tell anyone, but he's been beating me up for the past 18 months. I just dumped him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, if she's, you know, healthy and accomplished and so smart, these are Harvard women. Right, 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 right. right. If she can do this, guess how many thousands of women out there also do that? So many women make those choices. I don't get why chicks just get locked up with these losers. That's what you talk about a lot in your book, too, right? About why women do make those choices about those kind of men. Right, and and one of the big themes uh, of the book is that fulfillment is not a person. Fulfillment is a set of feelings. And so here's this guy, and okay, he's good looking. Okay, he's like got this funky European accent. Okay, the sex is good. But at the same time, he's beating her up. I mean, oh. where, where, where is that fulfillment, right? So, mm-hmm. so the point is that sometimes your fulfillment shows up in a package you don't even expect, right? And so, you know, we have these types. And I often ask uh, my, my students, my clients, my readers, like, okay, so you have this type and you want those butterflies in your stomach and you want that intensity of feeling. And you've had that with your exes. And where are they now? Mm-hmm. They're all exes. So right. maybe that isn't working out so well for you. Maybe you should try something else. And, and really the beauty of being a woman, there are many things beautiful about being a woman, but this is one of the amazing talents I found women have is that you are able to make a man who makes you feel good look good. Mm-hmm. Right. So initially you're like, well, you know, he's kind of a troll. I don't really mm-hmm. like him. And, but that's like the number one thing. Uh, couples say when I ask the woman it's like okay how'd you guys meet like married married woman and they say you know when I first met him I didn't really like him that right. much right <laughs> yeah that's happening and then he kind of grew on me like a wart or something mm-hmm. right so uh, so that can work and so as a woman just recognize that that guy who makes you feel good will eventually look good no matter what he starts out looking as mm-hmm. and he will become your type guys tend to be not quite so flexible no you know, guys are like I'll bang her I won't bang her and they decide <laughs> within 30 seconds yeah we're, we're kind of stuck so you know you guys are more evolved you ladies are more evolved right so. I talk myself into men all the time I shouldn't say that but I, I, I guys that I'm not into yeah. necessarily I'm like right. oh yeah, right. yeah, because it's an intellectual right. thing. It's right. the way they make me feel. So true. So um, what? talk to me first about, if people aren't familiar, what, what is the Tao of Dating? What are the five principles, five themes you talk the about? The five today? themes, right. The five themes are big. So the Tao of Dating is basically a convergence of, like, you know, you got Eastern wisdom. This stuff's been around for a couple thousand years, right? So by now, we know whether it's true or not. And then there's science, and science has proven some pretty cool stuff. So bringing those two together gives you a pretty reliable program for finding fulfillment and happiness in your life. Uh, so the big five themes that I, um, that I like uh, to base the whole – it's the foundation of the book. Uh, first one is wealth consciousness. The idea is that there is abundance out there. There's incredible abundance. So if you're a woman, if you're a single woman, guess what? There's 7 billion people out there. Mm-hmm. Half of them are male. So uh, you know maybe 
one tenth of them live within wherever you live, right? Mm-hmm. I say you're in the U.S., so um, maybe you know you're super picky. So only one tenth of one percent of that is good enough for you. So that's you know on the order of like hundreds of thousands of mm-hmm. men, if not millions, if you live in a big city, right? So so the whole idea is I'm of I'm going to hold on to this one dude who's, you know, across the ocean and in the residency and just hang out with that guy and that's my boyfriend. That's denying the abundance of the universe, right? It's like going to the supermarket and saying, I'm only going to buy stuff that's in this one corner right. of the store. And if it's not there, then it wasn't meant for me. So so open yourself to the abundance of the universe. Recognize that there is stuff. There's no no stuff. There's no negative stuff. There's stuff and it's all for you. So it's open to you. So it's kind of like people coming from that deficit point saying, there's no one out there for me. I'm not going to find anyone. You're saying, no, no, no. There's an abundance of people. There's an ab- and the thing is that abundance mentality just makes you much more approachable, makes you happier, makes you radiant, makes right. you makes people want to be around you as opposed to the scarcity, which is that, oh, I don't think anybody wants me. Right. I'm so small. I'm just a virgin. And what, nobody's going to – hey, nobody knows that stuff, right? So it's just like poker. Nobody knows what hole cards you've got. Right. So just go out there and act as if the abundance of the abundance of the universe is there for you. And you know, the great thing is that the universe tends to respond to you in the same way that you act towards the universe. You say, hey, there is abundance. The universe says, yes, there is. Absolutely. It's all you. Do you believe in uh, you shouldn't be searching? Like don't be. go out looking for love. Love will find you and stuff Interesting. like that. I do believe that lusting after results tends to drive the results away from you. So if you say – I am now on the warpath. I'm going to find a guy. That doesn't work out so well. Mm-hmm. What work tends to work out better is going, hey, you know, I'm happy. I have a full life. Life mm-hmm. is, you know, is great. I believe in abundance. I make people around me feel great. I'm glowing. And then, you know, guys start coming out of the woodwork. So True. kind of the oblique approach. So, yeah. Okay. A little bit. I like it. Okay, so what are the other principles? Right. So the second one is the be, do, have mentality. So a lot of people who are looking for results in life, they go and they think, well, gee, gosh, if I had a boyfriend, then I would be happy. Right. And and that doesn't quite work that way, right? So the idea is that first you want to be that happy person, right? Right. And then once you are that happy person, then you will do the things that happy, fulfilled you know, radiant people do. And then once you do that, then you will have the companionship that you were initially seeking. So it's important to be that person. So be the person who is radiant and fulfilled. Be right. the person. Just live that. Because yeah. if it's like then you're living from that also that scarcity, that deficit mentality. Like I'm not going to be happy until I find someone. Like once I find a man, then I'll be happier. Once I do this and that's just so like you have to work on yourself. Right. Because the dude ain't going to make you happy if, no. you're, if you're not happy to exactly. start. Right? He's not He's not a but pill. But women he's not think that and men think exactly. that that that's exactly. going to be the answer to all your problems. And you'll make the the relationship miserable when you're not happy right. too. Totally. Right. Exactly. That's totally – that's just going for yeah. codependence and, and who wants who, – who needs that, right? So, Nobody. So the idea is be do have. Be the thing you want to be first, right? So if, whether it's wealth or companionship, just you know, be in that wealthy, abundant mindset. I am full of wealth and abundance. And then you go out there and amazing things happen. How easy is it to get into that state of mind though? If you've been living a life of scarcity and telling yourself you're not good and you're not there and there's no men and there – how do you get there? You know, it takes a little bit of discipline and practice. So um, I feel like the best thing to do is to start with gratitude because there is always room for gratitude. No matter who you are, where you are right now, if you're listening to this, you've got a computer, you've got a roof over your head and it's not raining because if it were raining, you'd probably get electrocuted on the computer. So I'm guessing right. it's dry, right? right? You've got food in your belly. You've got clothes on your back. You've got a car to ride around. I mean, you've got a lot, a lot to be not grateful for. Most people, so you right. start with the gratitude. You're like, wow, you know, this is amazing. You know, there's a great prayer from uh, The Course in Miracles that said, uh, 
let everything be exactly as it is. Mm-hmm. And that's really empowering if you right. think about it, right? So wherever you are right now is perfect because if it's not, there's no future time when it's not going to be now, right. right? It's always going to be now. So be grateful for what you have now. And then you start from there. Once you realize that everything right now is great and freaking right. fantastic, then then you build from there. Exactly. And something that I found really helpful around gratitude is that sometimes when you're feeling your worst and you're feeling super bummed out, it's amazing just to make yourself make a gratitude list. Like if you're like, my job sucks. I got in a car accident. I got a ticket. I have no money. Whatever it is, I cancel my health insurance again. Make a gratitude list. And even if it's like, I've got a pillow on my bed. I've got, you know, I've got food on the table. I've got three best friends. I've got my family's in good health. Whatever it is, I, I love my new watch. It doesn't matter. But you just list all the things that you're grateful for and you just do that instead of like bemoaning all the stuff that you don't have. It's a really helpful way of That's huge. It. And uh, to suggest a specific practice from the new book by Martin Seligman, um, you, what you want to do is you want to have – uh, three happy, three things to be happy for, right? So you have a list, and every day you write down three things, three good things that happen. So, oh, I found a parking spot instantly. Uh, my uh, interview with Emily lined up perfectly, <laughs> and I saw my friends down the street. Right. Boom, three good things, and it's not I do even, that all it's the not time. even two I, o'clock. So mm-hmm. it's, you got to train your mind to do it, but I'm like, oh my God, like even when I do get a parking spot, I'm like, oh, this is my day. I'm so I'm so grateful that this parking spot, I'm so grateful that you came in today and it's totally. all worked out. Like I do that too. I think it's awesome. Yeah, so but okay. write it down, have a little log, and do three good things it's a day, positive. and that will start shifting things around. I love yeah. it. Okay, so what do you want to talk about the other rinse? Or sure, sure. Okay. I think the real, another really big one is the yin yang duality. So Polarity, the masculine and feminine polarity. So, so the world is made of masculine and feminine energy. Okay, so and one way to think about it is that you got you know you got positively charged things, you got negatively charged things, and energy flows between those. Right? You got you got the north pole of a magnet, you got the south pole. Energy flows between those. Right? You got high, you have low. You pour water, it flows down. So in order to get flow of energy, you need polarity. If you don't have polarity, then there's no flow. It's flatness, right? So when you have a relationship, what you want is somebody to be the masculine pole and somebody to be the feminine pole. Now, sometimes, you know, it's the woman who's the masculine. Sometimes it's the man who's the feminine. But most of the time we're talking male is masculine right. and f- female is feminine, right? That's your, that's, you want to be majoring in feminine in your, uh, in your intimate relationships if you're a woman and minoring in masculine. We have both. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so the idea is that when women take on a lot of the, the active male energy in their job, right? Say you're a lawyer or you're CEO of a company or you run a whole country, right? We have those women. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're using a lot of yang energy, a lot of mm-hmm. masculine energy. So what you want to do is you want to consciously go back into your yin and implement that female energy in your intimate relationships. Otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to have like negative charge and negative charge and they repel each right. other or – you know, South Pole and South Pole, and they repel each other. And do you want to repel your 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 mate, your lover? Probably not, right? You want to attract, so you want to have that flow of energy, so you, it brings both of you together. So you know, there's no. It's not about being passive. It's not about being weak. It's about realizing that you are the tigress, and the tigress is powerful on land, mm-hmm. right? If you're the tigress in the water, right? It's just like the feminine, a woman being in her masculine, right? right? You're not at your strongest. Right. And also recognize that a woman who has a lot of masculine energy coming out is, is as attractive to a man as a man who has a lot of feminine energy coming out. So just think about that. Yeah. Think about the guy who's like, totally. oh, what do you want? Oh, OK. Right. How are you feeling? You know, that's got to get old after a while. So right. just think about it that way. Okay. Got it. That's good. I like it. I tend to be more masculine in my relationship. I tend to have a lot of the masculine, and I've noticed I've dated men who are more of the feminine, and yeah. then I find that I'm not as attracted to that, so yeah. I've had to kind of flip that. 
Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like it's a dance, right? So Total sometimes dance. you're going to be the the masculine pull if you're driving, right? For example, literally, if you're driving the car and he's in the passenger seat, so you're going to be more, the more masculine pull. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's that whole idea of yielding and receptivity. So you know, to make it as explicit and simple as possible, vagina takes things in, right? Penis, right? You know, projects outward. So just and that's the model. And receptivity is not the same as passivity. Okay, got it. Are those the prints? Are those? Do we get through them? How do we apply it to dating? Dating. Well, um, as a woman, for example, let's say you just got back from work and you want to go on a date. So what you do is you get out of the pantsuit, right? And you wear something softer and more feminine, right? You Dog take it a up, bath. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and just cultivate that feminine energy more consciously, right? So mm-hmm. actually go into it. And, you know, guys are suckers for, for femininity. I mean, they, you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for women. We're not looking for our own counterparts. Right. Uh, and it's hot. And and also the the thing that's most attractive um, in a woman, as far as um, as far as you know, just like the thing that makes guys really pay attention, is how much pleasure uh, they take in their own bodies. Right. So when you eat, just really enjoy that. Just like, mm, like go get into it. You know, the softness of the fabric on your skin, um, music, whatever it is. But sensuality is really taking pleasure in your senses. Right. So so get out of the head more and get into the body more. Uh, to go to yoga class, whatever it takes right. to get into so the body. Important. So, I mean, in, in very simple terms. And so many of us body. are cut off from our bodies completely. Like yeah. we're all in our head and we're trying to make relationships work and it doesn't work. That's why you have to do yoga and meditation and menace. Uh, no. Yeah. You won't do that. Resting no, I'm cool. and I'm sleeping good. is my meditation. Yeah. I have a – although, sorry, I did buy some new sheets over the weekend. Awesome. Is the thread hunt a six hundred thread? That's count? good. Is Three six hundred is good. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I for you. Get a woman's opinion on that one. Six hundred thread count is good. Yeah, that's totally great. Does acceptable. Does it need to be higher? No. Is it 600 more impressive? Is perfect. If it's no, 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 no. Six hundred is perfect. Okay. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for asking. That's good. <laughs> I'm talking about the fourth one too. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, go. and the fourth one is enlightened self-interest. So mm-hmm. the big principle is that I see a lot of women. So for example, my friend Holly was an example, right? And uh, uh, sorry, Ariella was, and. Um, and they kind of say, well, you know, I love him so much. I'll do anything for him. You know, he's more important. They tend to make the partner the more important right. person in the relationship. And the example I like to use is when you're in a plane, right? If you have a kid with you, there's an announcement at the beginning. They say, in case of emergency, there will be oxygen masks coming down from the ceiling. Right. And if you're with a child, what do they say? Put your put it, own put on first. one f- on first. Put your own mask on first. And that makes sense to everybody, right? Because if you don't put it on first, then you may both perish. Mm-hmm. And that's no mm-hmm. good, right? So, so the key thing I want to convey to the, to the ladies out there is take care of you first, right? It's not about selfishness. It's actually the most selfless thing you can do because if you're all you know hobbled and injured and hungry, how can you take care of anybody in your exactly. life, right? So, so take care of you first. And then, you know, enlightened self-interest says that, you know, there's three things in there. It's enlightened self and interest. And the idea is that whatever is good in the long run for you tends to be good in the long run for everybody else too. Mm-hmm. So short-term thinking is, ooh, that, you know, guy in the black leather, leather, black leather motorcycle jacket, you know, uh, with the tattoos, he looks kind of hot. I think I'm going to hook up with him. Okay, that's not in your long-term self-interest because you know that's not going to work out, right? Well, so, and that's not your thing. 
Right. But you're oh, saying God. it shouldn't be your thing. Right. Well, you know, if you know you're what you're getting yourself into. But right. Going into you're saying stereotypically yeah. the guy and the, the bad boy. Right. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, that's not what you're looking for. If you're looking for the, for the fling, by all means, go right. for it. Right? right. But most women then get stuck in the fling and the fling becomes more. They get stuck in the fling. Why do they, women get stuck in the well, fling? Because they think they can change the guy. Right. right, right yeah, they right. want to change them. That's right. a huge exactly. thing that women think they can change men. And I'm like, you were, or men think they can change women, but no one's going to change unless they want to. Yeah. Oh unless they're under age 12. And I think there's laws against that. This is a huge pet peeve that I have is uh, people that openly complain about the relationships on like Facebook, online, Twitter, whatever. And this one uh, girl's like, why is there so much drama in my life? Well, she keeps on dating guys that go to jail. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, oh. What do you not like? Yeah. How, do you not how does see, that happen? Like, no, what is several men who go to jail? It sounds like yeah. A- that's what's causing problems in your life is because you you date people. Right. You date like people that. wrong for you over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. It's how do we break those so patterns annoying. though? Yeah. How? I have a whole system. Just use common sense. Like, yeah. What is the bad boy thing? Let's talk about bad boys. Why do women like the bad boys? Well, I mean, look, the bad boys are pressing all these like deep evolutionary triggers that make you just go ooh, right? Right. And so it makes your body respond a certain way. And so the idea is that this is the smart woman's guide, right? So you're as a smart woman, you're like. Well, gee, gosh, wow, look at that. That's a slice of cheesecake. I can have that half a slice once and it'll be fine, maybe once a week, right? But if I make cheesecake my diet, I'll be fat, ugly, and get sick, right? right? So that's basically what that is, right? So you have – you're cognizant that this thing that looks good is not necessarily good for you. You may even taste good, but it's not necessarily good for you in the long run, right? So – and – and the bad boys, you know, they they press these buttons and and that's how you get stuck on them. And and my – Number one criteria for what looks like a bad boy is anything that's extreme. Any kind of extreme behavior is going to end up in some kind of grief for you. Give me an example. So, okay, so you got the classic bad boy motorcycle. But, you know, motorcycle is a dangerous thing if that's Mm -hmm. what he does. And and a whole bunch of tattoos is a little extreme. Okay, so basically those guys are going to be probably more concerned about themselves than you in general, right? Um. Or sometimes they come in packages that don't look like bad boys, right? So mm-hmm. the workaholic, that's kind of a bad boy, yeah. right? Because it's extreme work. Exactly. Right. It's extreme work. Work comes it's first. It's not going to be Menace. good for you. You want a guy who has time, right? right? It's the single most important commodity that you're looking for in a guy. It's not, it's not wealth. It's not But right. that doesn't pay the bills, my friend. Uh, well, yeah. You could go for an unemployed guy who has a lot of time. But that's, right. you know. But then that's not hot. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so it's not? An unemployed guy uh, who's not working. No, it's not for women. If we're talking about evolutionary biology, whatever, like we want a man. Like not that we want him, not that he needs to take care of him, but that just, there's just something about – and guys are bummed out when they're not working, so they're not at their best selves. Mm-hmm. I feel like when men don't have jobs or they're looking for careers or they're unemployed, like it's a really hard time. Like more so than even when women are, but for men because yeah. they feel like they can't be the hunter, the gatherer, the, 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 the provider. So that really affects them. So unemployed. Not that it's, I have anything wrong. Oh, being so don't don't date unemployed guys. I would, guys. but I'm just saying. Typically, they're not in a good place. They're not. They shouldn't be dating me. Like we shouldn't be dating. They should be working on getting a job. Yeah. No. If they're motive, if they're motivated, then I. If they're motivated yeah. and they love what they do, whatever. That's yeah. a whole different thing. If they're and, motivated to get a job because some people that are unemployed are not motivated, they like where right. they're at. Then yeah, I'm just gonna get my unemployment, and play yeah. Xbox, whatever you. That's actually do. a great point, and I, I bring that up in the book for men, which is that. You know, these guys are like, hey, man, what's the pickup line? What do I say? How do I get the girl? And <laughs> I'm like, you know, you, you were going for the long-term play here. And the idea is that if you are the best possible version of you, you don't really need gimmicks anymore. Exactly. Right? So if you're unemployed, you know, is that the best version of you? Probably not. So get on some kind of path, have direction. And mm-hmm. when women see that train, they want to hop on it. You know, 
literally, figuratively, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, the idea is that, hey, you know, this guy's going places. This guy's got a a plan. You know, he's solving himself. He's got that masculine power. And at the same time, he's he's compassionate. And uh, so they they dig that. Which brings us to the three types of men. You want to go into that? Totally. Okay, so those are the two. So the two things you're looking for in a guy is heart and spine. Okay, so I got this from one of my teachers, great teacher. And, um, And heart is basically compassion, right? The guy who is willing and able to take care of things and, mm-hmm. and have compassion with his fellow man and especially you, right? And and spine is that masculine strength, right? That that being being the um, the common storm, being that thing that you can rely on, right? So being like the flagpole from which the woman can can mm-hmm. can hit her flag and wave, right? Uh, so she can express her femininity freely. So so the three types are the guy who first of all you got you got Biff, you got Lance, and you got Victor. So mm-hmm. Biff is all heart no all spine no heart right so he's he's tough and he's masculine but there's no compassion right. there right so he's basically a classic bad boy so the relationship you're going to have with him is going to be some kind of codependency thing mm-hmm. where you're always like you know begging for love and uh, he's kind of off you know on his motorcycle right. somewhere so that's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Next step up from that is Lance. Lance has a lot of heart, but not necessarily a lot of spine. So, you know, the sensitive new age guy, you know, the modern yuppie, that's kind of what he's turned into, right? So he's, he's gotten a little more sensitive, but he's forgotten his masculine spine. So he's like, oh, what do you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So that's good, but the polarity is kind of shot because he's right. become more feminine and you've become more masculine. So it's like flat. That's, you know, still not right. ideal. Uh, next step up from that is Victor. So Victor has both heart, right? He's compassionate. And he's got spine. He knows where he's going, and he doesn't put up with your BS. Right. So that's the guy you're kind of looking for yep. because he's got both of them totally. going on. So he's not a brute. He's not a wimp. He's just got it both going together. And those are kind of hard to come by. However, they can be trained. So well, how can we train them? Well, a woman. The way a woman trains a man is is very straightforward. So it's just like you have a flashlight, right? And whatever. Hope it doesn't you involve shine, cooking, huh? It doesn't involve cooking. I don't have to cook for him, do I? That never hurts. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but the, I, I don't cook. But the idea is that uh, energy flows where attention goes, right? So, you know, whatever you put your attention to on a man will grow in him, right? I mean, think about a penis. You put your attention on it, it'll grow, yeah. right? So everything else Hopefully. in a guy works in the same way. Right. So – uh, so you say, you know, if, if he does something and he takes out the trash, he's like, oh, my God, that was so considerate of you. Thank you so much. So you reinforce that behavior, mm-hmm. right? You put attention on it. You put Absolutely. Your, the spotlight of your love on that. Or you say, wow, I really love, you know, you're, it's so courageous of you that you're starting this company, you know, in spite of all these odds. It's great. Then he will grow in courage, right? Exactly. So, so decide the kind of guy you want. You want to be courageous, considerate, you know, uh, nurturing. And you just, whenever you see that kind of thing, you reinforce it. So right. next thing you know, he's turned into a bigger man that he's wanted to be, that, that he ever thought was possible. And that's kind of the secret of how to be irresistible. Oh, you God. Want that? You so want that? Tr- I want that. Yeah, I want some of that. The, se- the secret to one being irresistible is very simple. If you help, if you become the catalyst to a guy becoming a greater man than he mm, ever imagined himself so being, true. he has nowhere to go because nobody's doing that. Right? No one's helping man being better. Right. Yeah. So, We've got our girlfriends. We're helping everybody and stuff up. But not many people are saying to a guy, like, I love that you're doing this exactly. with your company. I love how right. you're, like, pursuing your your career in this or how you're running this marathon that's always been so important to you totally. or whatever it is, you know, you have to always encourage yeah, them and empower do them. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. I'm very, I do when really? I date guys. Totally. You don't see me that way. I'm no. the most positive, like yeah, complimentary. I, no, I you're positive, but I don't, you know, well, you making statements like that. Well, I do. I'm not around. You're you not know. around when I'm dating. You're not there. Yeah. You're, not, you're not around all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're so true. I do that. You got to yeah. build up. Men have to do that to women too. 
We want to hear it. We want the compliments. Yes, you do. Absolutely. We do. And so that, that, badly. That compliment muscle, the strength. I mean, I tell people this is the simplest exercise. If you give five sincere compliments a day, you will never be lonely. You yep. will never be alone. And you do it all the time. Uh, not we've to, been not fighting about this because she wants ten. ten. And I said no. I said, ten no, compliments a day. That's why I'm rolling my they eyes. Just not be little. You at her. <laughs> they can just be little one. Like, way to wake up on time oh, for work. Oh, God. I no. Said, um, I said that was a little overkill. I agree with the compliments, though. We all need oh, it, even if we say we don't. Okay, what else? We have just got a few minutes left. So what yeah. else about your book? Like, I think that a lot of smart – all the smart women's guide to being absolutely irresistible. Smart women should read this book. And I like it. You have a simple website, too. Yeah, talofdating.com. Talofdating.com. Um, so I, I do my best to respond to all emails, especially oh, if they're interesting. Yeah, and okay. uh, the blog is there. The blog is pretty popular. A lot of people comment mm-hmm. on there. And, uh, yeah, check it out. A lot of questions have been answered already uh, over there. And, um, yeah. I really like, though, the the last statement, though, with – because I've never heard anybody say that before. What? How women should – Compliment encourage, men? Encourage guys. I mean, look. If it's not be, even a compliment. It's just encouragement. They should encourage them in their career yeah. and what they're doing. Like, good job. Yeah. You're getting up yeah. today. Like, because it's try. always been seen, like I've heard in like society, it's all turned around. No. Guys is always complimenting You need that woman. from women. You need, you, you need menace because menace states women typically in the past <laughs> who have not supported his career. He's a really hard worker. He works like 15 hours a day. He gets up at 4 a.m. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's always been about his work. And women dates are like, you don't have enough time for me. When are you coming home? Your job's more important. And yeah, he's a he loves his job. That's what he does. And he needs women who are like, I so support you in that, and I will take the time that I see you. And like, great job with the concert this weekend, Menace, putting together yeah. that video that you did or whatever the hell you do. <laughs> like, he doesn't get that because he dates women who are needy and need to pull, want to suck the life out of him. Yeah, and then you know, and he's and then he's attracted to, to those women for some reason. Mm. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Well, Not anymore. No. See, the thing is, I do like the. This is what I'll tell you. This I do like the intention because I know that it, I feel you that love they that care. they want you. Right. I love. I love that they care. But the only problem is, then they care too much. Right. <laughs> see, we're working. And I on don't it. want them like off, like totally doing their own thing, and then they don't show that they care. So right. it's a fine line. I know. And you know what? I'm I think you're getting clear every single day. Yeah, I know you are, honey. <laughs> we all working through our stuff every single but, day. But this is a big deal. I mean, every woman. Has access to this key to any guy's heart, and the idea is, when you make him feel fantastic, you become irresistible, mm-hmm. and it's really that simple. So, uh, the whole idea of there are no good men around. Why doesn't he do it first? This is called empowerment. This is something that you can do. It has nothing to do with anybody else. You can go out and compliment people. You can go out and make people feel like a trillion bucks. Yep. And uh, I love and doing it's, that. It's Fabulous power. I do it with men and women all the time. Like, you look be- you're amazing. You're- I love complimenting because I believe it. When I feel it and I see someone, I'm like, you're amazing. I tell them all the time. And I think it's, uh, I think it's important. It makes us all feel good because people don't do that enough. They don't at all. Okay, I- everything, so. Like, oh, uh, like, through the internet, everything is so negative these days. Like, it's so easy. We, we talk about this, too, at, at the radio station. It's so easy for somebody say a negative comment to yeah. a bunch of people than one person telling another person a, a I know especially comment. in radio I'm just yeah. going to say this not to bash radio but <laughs> well, what I learned in working in radio is that it's all the it's a lot of negative energy it's like it's here's a, what you did bad not here's what you did good ever yeah, yeah it's that's a why lot. I'm doing my own show here <laughs> all right. and, and the thing is you know when people see that uh, subtitle Smart Woman's Guide to Being Absolutely Irresistible, they're mm-hmm. expecting something about, oh, you know, wax your eyebrows. Or, right. Or lose weight or, yeah. you know, wear this kind of dress. And Irresistible has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that at all. It's all about how you make him 
feel. The lipstick, that's nice, but you know, a well-placed word, a genuine praise, actual support, this stuff is gold. It is not found anywhere. You do that. You have a monopoly on men. Mm-hmm. Oh, All my God. Them. I love it. So every woman, if you read this book, you will have the monopoly on men. So they can find it at thedowofdating.com. Dr. Ali Benazir, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Emily. That was fun. So mm-hmm. fun. Love it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to oh, Sex... What? This is High Five. High Five. Oh, High Five, honey. There you go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I missed it. Um, <laughs> but that was a great effort with the High Five there. Just complimenting right. you. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.